Phil, you look great, and we are live. This is so good. Hey, everyone. My name is Ray Hewart. I, of course, am with the one and only Brad Hughes, and we are live for our Sunday weekly warm-up streaming exclusive in our private Facebook group over at teachbettergroup.com. Friends, I know we have new guests every single week, and I know that so many of you love seeing new and former faces that you are very well connected to. Guys, I feel like I'm living out one of my dreams today. This is Dreamless interviewing Phil. I stalk him on social media kind of as my part-time job, and now we officially get to chat. Friends, we'll be right back after this intro. Feel free to put your comments in because we are live, eager to talk to all of you. Tell us your name, where you're watching from, and also, of course, if you have any cool stalker questions for our guests. We'll be right back. share your thoughts in the comments as we get into our wonderful show this afternoon. Brad Hughes is in the house. Brad, how you doing? Ray Hewart, I'm doing great. It's been a great week uh, in education, a great weekend here in Southern Ontario. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you and, and to welcoming in Phil to our uh, Sunday weekly warm-up space here exclusively in the Teach Better Facebook group, uh, streaming live tonight, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and then uh, tomorrow, Going out to all of the socials, you can catch up with me, Phil and Ray, whether you listen in on our Teach Better uh, Talk podcast or you uh, tune into one of our socials. We, we're we everywhere. We're here. We're there. And we're happy that you're in here, too. Phil, I know that so many of our viewers will watch this because they want to connect with you and learn all about you. But just in case somebody's popping in this evening and they haven't connected with you yet, we share a little bit about who you are, what you do, kind of all that jazz. Hey, thanks so much, friends, for having me. Super honored and humbled to be here. Hello, everybody on the stream. Super cool to connect with you. My name is Phil Januszewski. By day, this is my 19th school year being a chemistry and physics high school teacher in the public education space. And by night, I happen to be a motivational speaker for youth with one of my best buds, Matt, through MP presentations. And I also love to personally present to educators about trying to lean into their purpose in order to make better connections with their students uh, through first taking care of ourselves. So, again, super great to be here and have no idea where this conversation's going, but I'm all for it, my friends. That's what we're best at, right, Brad? We're really good at just winging everything, right? That's kind of the epitome of this show. We'll, we'll come up with good questions, and so are our viewers in the comments. Well, it's it's an honor to connect with Phil, and uh, I can tell tonight's going to be a great night because we don't know where the conversation is going to go, but that is the real gift of connecting with Phil and with other guests here in the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up Space is we try to uh, elevate and amplify uh, the passions of fantastic educators like Phil, and we try to also weave in the comments of uh, folks that are listening and joining us live. So if you are watching, listening, joining us live, say hello in the comments. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what your important role in education might be, and let us know how we can support you to get ready for an amazing week in education ahead. Yeah, Phil, tell us a little bit. I know that we're going to get into maybe some stalker vibes as I talk about why I love following you on social media. But before we get into that, 
you're a school teacher, you are headed into the classroom this week. Anything cool going on? Any fun opportunities that you're excited for this week in your world? Yeah, I would say one of the, I mean, being a science teacher, there's always some unique things going on. So I'm lucky with that. Tomorrow, we're actually in my English language learner physical science class. We are making fresh paletas tomorrow. So we've been talking about chemical and physical changes and in the kitchen, how much that changes. And tomorrow we are, every lab table's making their own fresh homemade popsicle. Buza in Arabi are uh, paletas in Spanish, but uh, we're going to make them and see how they turn out. So anything with food and science, you guys can all sign me up for. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Brad, do you have any of those plans in your school this like this week? I mean, I know as a principal, you don't really get to do the fun stuff like that, but let's just pretend. Actually, I got a chance to do something really fun on Friday, Ray, at my school. We uh, celebrated a fundraising goal. We uh, participated in uh, a Canadian annual tradition, which is the Terry Fox Run for Cancer Research. As you may know, Terry Fox uh, was a young man who lost a leg to cancer and in the 1980s had a dream of running across Canada to raise money. Uh, Terry's run from uh, the East Coast was cut short in Thunder Bay, Ontario, about uh, a third of the way across Canada when he tragically lost his life to cancer. But now every year, annually, uh, schools and communities honor Terry Fox's memory and spirit and, and organize fundraising runs. And so long story short, uh, dessert was on me this last week, Ray. I agreed to a pie in the face if my school could uh, surpass their fundraising goal. They, they surpassed their fundraising goal by several hundreds of dollars. Uh, and I, uh, I smelled like whipped cream all day for the Terry Fox run. And it was, uh, it was a sweet way to end my week. I am so glad you brought that up because I saw that on social and posted it and totally forgot that that was this weekend. If any of you need to see Brad Hughes and the experience of getting the pie in the face, it is absolutely something to check out on social media. <laughs> Uh, my uh, teacher colleague took great delight. You can see in the picture, she she was ex absolutely delighted to, uh, to to place that pie smack dab on my uh, kisser. Uh, and the kids were going wild. And then I had a fun time uh, participating in the run uh, with the kids afterwards. So that's what it's all about. Whether you're a school leader, educator, uh, whatever your important role might be, it's a matter of you know finding the fun in the work that we do and uh, finding ways to rally everyone together uh, behind some really important causes. I, I feel like, Phil, you don't, you don't know anything about that. You know anything about sweets or having fun in the classroom. Like that doesn't, that must not resonate with you, right? Because on social media, I mean, you are the most boring person ever, black and white. You're, you're really sad, always negative. Yeah, I think <laughs> this must not resonate with you at all. Yeah, they, because I'm all those things, I was really shocked to be invited on the show, but... <laughs> Thank you anyways for allowing me to explain myself. No, right, uh, huge kudos I, to you, Brad. Yeah, totally lying, Phil. You have to tell us about why people may enjoy following you on social because you are the exact opposite of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you kindly. Fully received. I think, I think one of my personal passions and purpose is to create and spread happiness. And I think it's overlaps with a lot of my personal signature strengths, things I like to do that not only fill me up, but hopefully fill others up too. So yes, I'm all about digging into positive psychology and finding ways to not only thrive in life, but make it more enjoyable as well. So Ooh, we lost our sound. Brad, you still with us? I'm still here, Ray. Oh, Phil, we lost our sound. Can we get you back? You mean you look fine as a mute too, but I know you have good stories to tell us. 
Really good. I know. While he figures out the audio thing, I just have to tell you, Brad, I can sing Phil's praises while he figures this out. If you guys are not following Phil on social, here's what I love. Full of energy, full of color, and always looking to do good for students and for teachers. Definitely something that would resonate with this community here. Phil, I don't think we have your audio yet. He's going to keep looking that up. And we, fingers crossed, that we're going to get that audio back. Brad, I think we should transition here to our Sunday strategies. This is where we get into the fun of our conversation and also get into those tips and tricks. You ready, friend? Ready to go. We'll be right back. weekly warm-up. Brad Hughes, of course, the best host ever, is here, and we are working to get Phil's audio back. Phil, take your time. You can pop in and out. We just want to make sure that we get you back. I think I'm need... back. You're oh, back. Love it. Perfect. He's back. Wonderful. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm you just need so sorry, guys, about that, but no stress. I needed a commercial break. I was too excited. Exactly right. Too excited. Before we get into too much, our Sunday strategies is always a place where we can ask questions. Brad, one of my favorite phrases that I've learned from you is bringing those problems of practice and brainstorming. Also, any insight or inspiration we can get from people that can help us persevere throughout the week is a big deal. Phil, I'd love to start with you. If you don't mind sharing, how did you get into education? Why is this space the space that you enjoy so much? Yeah, thanks for asking that. I think majority of my life, I grew up loving cooking and the restaurant hospitality world. Dove into that. And by 17 years old, after working in numerous restaurants, I realized that that was just something I loved as a hobby, but not a career. Lucky for me, Ray and Brad, I had an amazing chemistry teacher my junior year of high school, and he knew me so well, and I felt comfortable, told him I'm a hot mess. Everything I thought I was going to do now is up on the rocks. I don't want to be a cook anymore for the rest of my life. I don't want to be a classically trained chef. And he said, you know what? You seem to really like school. I said, mm-hmm. I love it here, actually. I love coming every day. He said, you really seem to like science. Said the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I really do. I really enjoy learning science, how the world works. He says, I don't know. Sounds like you might be a good candidate to be a teacher. You could be in this space the rest of your career, teaching, being part of high school, And I know that sounds to a lot of people like a horrible thing, but to me, uh, it made complete sense. And it was like a light bulb. I immediately went to my guidance counselor, went on the track to figure out how do I become a teacher, went to Illinois State University, which I think, Ray, you know all about. I got proud Redbird right there for y'all. Okay. And uh, Brad probably doesn't care at all. Not a Redbird, but that's okay, Brad. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I, I 
I got my degree in chemistry, secondary education certificate from ISU and probably been teaching since 2005. So I'm in year 19 now. And uh, that's the rest is history, I suppose. So good. Brad, are you are you a baker at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I love to bake. Uh, I love to cook. Uh, I love everything. I, I love everything about the kitchen, uh, whether it's uh, Italian, uh, Thai, Indian, uh, American, Canadian, and lots of baking going on. Are you a fan of any of the uh, of the shows? Like I'm thinking of the Great British Bake Off, Phil and Ray. Are you a fan of any of the cooking shows uh, that are on cable? Always good. Always good. I, I love to put everything that is cooking on in the background when I'm trying to do something in the kitchen because I have no skill. I can pour cereal really well if any of you need a, a buddy. I got you. That's good. Ray, do you add the long pour with the milk? Like lots of flair over that cereal. The long well, pour and the short pour? Yeah. Well, sure, but I don't want it to get all over the counter. So when I say long pour, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's good. I got, it's in the bowl. <laughs> One thing that's coming to mind for me is I'm wondering about uh, about how many educators who are uh, watching and listening tonight can reflect on a key educator in their life, just like in Phil's life, that encouraged them, saw something in them and said, hey, you've got what it takes to become an educator. That same thing happened to me. I was tapped and, you know, by my uh, my art teacher and my French teacher that said, I, I, I think you've got what it takes to become an amazing educator. I'm wondering if uh, you're watching and listening, if you can put in our comments the name of or a memory of a key educator that made a huge difference in your decision to become an educator yourself. Did that happen to you, Ray? You know, I think that that was how I got into education. Similar to Phil, I knew I had something I loved and it took a teacher to say, well, what if you could do that your whole life? And what if it looked a little bit different than you expected? Phil, I'd love you to elaborate more on how this experience led into your enjoyment of the work you're doing the obviously you're very dedicated to inspiring teachers i mean take us on that journey thank you i i think that i naturally love interacting and meeting new people and being around people I, I think it's safe to say i'm an extreme extrovert when other people may be exhausted after being around people for a long time i tend to be incredibly energized by it so i think that naturally i've always been wired to be around and interact with people and my favorite part of teaching is and will always be the human connection side of things. So don't get me wrong. I absolutely love science. Uh, I, I love the topic and how it explains the world. But my absolute favorite part is to get to know my students, connect with them, and in hopes of being not just a role model for someone, an adult, a, a grown human that, that really enjoys their job and pours a lot into it. But I also hope I can be a, a bit of a life coach, an unofficial life coach for them to get them to push beyond my classroom, but to think beyond just within these walls. I see them 48 minutes every day. And I think just the older I've gotten, I'm, I'm, I'm only 40, but the older I've gotten and the more I've been in this career, I just think it's more and more of my purpose and passion is to try to help people meet them where they're at and try to push them a little bit further. And it used to be just in the classroom and in the hallways with high fives and you know, extra communication. And then as the world of social media changed and became more and more prevalent, and then I think COVID exacerbated that even more, I feel like I, I really started leaning in more to media because I found that a lot of my students were connecting with me that mm -hmm. way for that, that life coaching portion. And then I also started to strangely, unexpectedly, start to have parents reach out to me that said, I know you're doing this for your kids, 
your students, but actually I really needed that today. So I really appreciate what you're doing. So I didn't realize it's something I enjoy doing. It was a creative outlet. I may, it made me feel like I had a purpose and bringing value to the world, but I didn't realize that it was also benefiting people besides my, my few students I had. So it was just something that organically and naturally grew. And I think it's become a complete part of me now. You know, it's interesting when I think about mentors, teachers that have helped us and then our work now as educators wanting to continue to, to better this field, what do you think is your best piece of advice that when people come to you, you find yourself repeating frequently? There must be something that you find to be a theme, whether it be this year or over the last few years that you've really leaned on. Yeah, as far as like encouragement, and we're saying for educators, correct, Ray? Yeah, for educators, that's typically our audience here. Yeah, yeah, I would say that a lot of people, I think, are busy and get stressed and overwhelmed, especially in a career that overlaps in any way with education. I think there's a lot coming at us. And I think my number one thing is that I say that you try to focus on what are the things in your everyday life that fill you up? What are the things that I like to call them your errs? You know, for me, I'm a father, a baker, a teacher. I'm a creator, I'm a lover, a hugger, a worker-outer. But think about all the errs. And, and Ray and Brad, some of those errs we have to do because those are our obligations and our responsibility. And they might not fill us up, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not here saying just do only what you love. That uh, doesn't always work out well. But when we start thinking about the errs that really do start to fill us up and we get to do, if we know what those errs are, and then we start intentionally building them into our daily schedule, could be 15 minutes, could be five minutes here every day, could be 10 minutes here. But when you start building those in intentionally, by the end of the day, you start you start hitting all those things that fill you up. And then when you have the other parts of our life that are important and valuable, but maybe just drain us, it doesn't seem as overwhelming. We don't seem as drained. We don't seem as depleted. Because when I lay my head down at night and I think, man, I I got to hang out with my kids. I got to make a good dinner and eat with them. I got to work out. I got to listen to music. I got to listen to a podcast or an audio book. And again, those are all the things that fill me up. All of us have our own different recipe for that. But when we are intentional and we pump the brakes on just existing and focus on what can I really put into my day, all of a sudden we start getting more energy. And then that's the best part, I think, guys, is once we find our signature strengths and build them in, that's when we can really start giving to the world. And I think that's why all of us were drawn to education. We're naturally givers. We naturally like to pour into people, whether that's young adults, little tiny, tiny kiddos, whether that's supporting educators, we pour into others. But if our pitcher is empty, it's hard to pour in. But if we can overflow that pitcher, now we're talking. Now we're now we're cooking with grace. If you want to quote Laney Wilson. So I, feel, good. I, I was I'm thinking so so many of us uh, educators are passionate about our profession. Uh, and like any profession, we run the risk of uh, defining our own personal success and and their, and along with that, our own well-being about how well we are doing at our jobs. And like you're saying, like each of us is rich and complex inside and outside of the school building. And we have all of those errors. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear you preach and promote honoring and respecting all of the rich things that go into our lives that feed into us as educators, but also mean something to us outside of the classroom. Yeah, I would. Well, thank you for that. I think, I think once we do dial into that, 
we start to really notice what does deplete us and what fills us up. And every day I, I, I go to school Monday through Friday and there are so many things that fill me up, but you know what? I, I, I'll, I won't be the first to admit probably ever, but I don't like grading labs and papers. I don't enjoy that. Now is an important part of my job. Absolutely. Is feedback super important and valuable? Yeah, of course, of course. And I do that, of course. Uh, but do I feel drained after, you know, doing 60 labs? A absolutely. But having that workout in the morning, three points of gratitude, eating breakfast with my kids, I built up my bank, I built up my resilience. So now I can push through that and not just push through to get through it, but to do the best of my ability. And that, that's what I mean. When we all start digging into our good stuff, and we build it in, we really can push and pour into people even more so. So it's it's beautiful. You feel better, and then you feel even better because we can give even more. So the more intentional we are about that, I, I mean, I can't say it enough. I think the more value we can bring to ourselves and the world. I, I think this challenge is so necessary. There's so many different errs that I know we have. I'd love to challenge our friends in the comments. We see you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for those hearts. We're seeing them flow in. Do us a favor. Do a commitment right now. Really not for us, but for us, but really for yourself. Tell us three of your errs, and then we can dedicate some time throughout the week to figure out the rest. Maybe you have five, six, 10, 12, 20, who knows? But I would love to see a commitment from our viewers right now. Tell us three of your errs. I think that's such a such an interesting way to get us started, fueled, and really intentional for the week ahead. Brad, if I could challenge you to give us three, what are your herbs right now, top of mind? Just three, a uh, uh, partner, a father, and a uh, creator. Creator's great for you. That's such a good one. I like that. Phil, I think this is a really wonderful tactical strategy. What else do you find that you can challenge our viewership with that you really see some good action steps coming from, from the work you do. I'm a huge believer. And once we take care of ourselves, our foundation, a lot more starts falling into place. So a lot of personal growth that I've gone through is focusing on that. And that's what I can only speak to from my experience. But I would say a lot of people benefit from a great night's sleep, from some good exercise mm. in some way. And from something well balanced, you know, and I think that so many of us and I find myself included in this, this is not coming from a high horse in any way. But I think the days where I'm depleted and tired, I am more snippy with my students. I'm definitely more reactive than proactive. I'm definitely less of a problem solver. And friends, as we all know, our, our entire jobs revolve around consistently problem solving little and big issues and little and big things that come our way. So that foundation is so important. And I think because we are naturally givers, because we tend to be uh, family people, tend to be here for kids, we tend to give everyone else the energy first. But if we really reverse that, we could give even more, but it's hard to let go of. There's guilt. There's also, I mean, Ray, I've gotten into this with many of my coworkers. I think there's a lot of unfair biases on how women are expected to behave in a family versus a male. And therefore, it's seen as more selfish. And I don't think we can ignore that. I think those are all really important conversations. And the more we can have of that, the more we can open our eyes to that. I think the more people will be willing to stop the brakes for a little bit and say, you know what? You're right. I 
man, I got to cut this out. I've got to declutter this for my life. I got to get a little bit more sleep so I can take care of me. And that way I can be all those things even more so and not feel guilty about it as well. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because I think when we bring people onto the show on a weekly basis, whether new faces or very familiar faces to the Teach Better community, feel right or wrong now, just so you know your family, you're totally in trouble now. You're forever in our Teach Better family here. So that's how we operate. But one thing I see is there is the drive, the passion to try and give the best piece of advice that's going to change the game, right? Like I fall into those Instagram and Facebook ads all the time. If you do this, if you buy this, everything's fixed. And sometimes we forget about the simple, essential things like getting a good night's sleep. I mean, how, how nice of a reminder that you don't need to go buy anything. There's not some dream lesson plan that's going to fix your stress level this week. There's not some pill or patch that we're going to prescribe so you're all set. But truly, can we dedicate some time to getting a good night's sleep as, as often as we can this week, right? There might be a late event, might be an early morning, but can we do it more often than not? And, and as simple as that sounds, that's challenging. It's hard. Yeah, it it's takes hard. intention. 100 percent takes intention and always always easier said than done and i think that's probably the most common criticism that's brought my way and and i fully fully take that on i'm not saying this is super easy it's an easy idea but to follow through 100 percent there are so many things that pull at us throughout our day and our lives and that's completely understood but when we start focusing on those errors and I think a lot of people might stop and say, I have no idea what my errors are. I've got to get my kid to basketball practice. I've got to grade these papers. I want to catch one episode on Netflix because I deserve that. I've worked hard. I got to cook a dinner. I'm, I, yeah, and the list goes on and on. I, I don't have time to focus on those or think about that. But once you plant that seed and you start thinking about it, you may realize, oh, actually, I do love creating or making dinner for my family. And when you notice that and you're more aware of it and you reflect on that a little bit, you can actually enjoy it as opposed to it's just another thing and remind yourself, oh, wait, this is actually something that fills me up. So sometimes it creates a little bit of a mind shift, a mindset shift, which can allow us to energize ourselves even more accidentally without even realizing it. Hey, Phil, I've got a couple of errs that are coming to mind. And one is September. Uh, we are turning the corner on September into October. Uh, and a lot of our educators have been hard at work for uh, six to eight weeks now, depending on when they uh, return to school. And, and this is the time of year when uh, those ener that energy is being depleted. Uh, that tension can be ramping up. And I know that you're promoting looking within and achieving balance and looking outside for looking inside for the things that will keep you going. I wonder if you can think about your role as a connector within your school building. And, and how do you how do you encourage others to look out for one another to to build each other up? And, and what advice might you have for colleagues or even for school leaders to keep a keen eye out for that low energy, high tension kind of thing that's happening this time of year? And, and how can we how can we uh, how can we fill people's buckets up when those buckets might be dripping a little right now? Yeah, I think that's a really important question. And I think that was like an onion, right? There was a lot of layers to that. So the first thing I would say, maybe by being a teacher, giving a tangible example in years past, I've created like a little quick thing called 3131 fit, 
where I just encouraged any of my coworkers for the 31 days of October. Cause I don't know about you guys, but once that Halloween candy starts showing up around the house, baby, <laughs> it is a train wreck for me. I got a bad sweet tooth and I don't need that in the house, but it's going to be there. And I know it. So what we used to do is a little bit of 31, 31, try to find 31 minutes for the all 31 days of October to just be a little bit more active than you would be. That could be, everyone's got a different definition of that, right? So Brad, you were running or raise money for cancer. Kudos to you. To some people that might be walking. Some people might be getting to the gym, whatever that is. But when you find little ways to do that and you create whatever it is, a little hashtag, a little email chain, you can create camaraderie, you can create support and you can create, you know, a little bit of competition. Like, oh man, Brad ran a 5k yesterday and I had quite a few extra nachos from the Chicago bears game today. Maybe, maybe daddy's got to put the running shoes on tomorrow at 5am and just, you know, keep myself in check. But I think when you do that and, and we all know with, within the word challenges change, if we really do want change, we need to be slightly challenged. That's how our brain works. So I think something simple like that, it doesn't, and Ray, as you said, it doesn't have to be life shattering, earth shattering, life changing. I think we all want that. I think that feeds our ego, right? We want to be the one who has the quote that changes the world, but probably all the good stuff has pretty much been said. We just need to figure out the little, the little baby steps to get there. But I think that would be a great way to build up some camaraderie. And again, that was just something with fitness, but could be a lot of little, little things like that. Yeah. I think you're spot on here, Phil, that it's it's not just about the, the right answer, but then also building the community to help you stick with it. Because whether we all wake up super motivated for our Monday or we wake up a little low, we need to make sure that we know the right steps to lean on, to make those good choices. And the network is a huge part of that. I know this network here, the Teach Better community, is one that many of you, I hope, choose to lean on. Uh, I know I personally lean on this community so more often than not for so much. And uh, whether you have multiple communities or just a few, that's definitely the people that can help make sure that on those tough days, you're making those good decisions. Brad, tell us a little bit about uh, your communities you lean on. I know, obviously, your school community as a principal, uh, but... I mean, I, I've seen you lean on Teach Better as well. 100%. I mean, uh, the Teach Better community, Teach Better family has been key to helping me maintain and promote positivity uh, in my role as a principal and also in my role as a, a community leader, a connector, uh, a, con- a creator. And the Teach Better family has helped me to uh, expand my own horizons through, well, through webcasts just like this one and the opportunity to to create and host a podcast and connect with incredible educators like Phil from all around the world. And it's those expanded connections that teach better has really uh, allowed me to flourish uh, in ways that uh, without teach better, those opportunities just, they might be different, but they wouldn't be, I don't think as meaningful or as connective. And I also lean on uh, my family, uh, my kids and uh, my uh, wife, Jennifer and my extended family. I, I lean on them. They're uh, there to support, to listen. They're also there to, Help me course correct if I get off course. You know, a little dose of loving reality is also always really, really helpful. And and I also really get support from uh, my school community. And you know, I'm passionate about connecting with kids and the grown-ups that serve kids. And I've always got something to learn. Always got a little bit of of joy uh, to seek and to find each and every day. So uh, lots of support around. You just have to keep your eyes open to it and be open to it. And and you know, you know, 
risk the vulnerability that it takes to let somebody know that you're struggling or you need to pick me up or you need some advice. And uh, it's right there if you ask for it. Mm. You know, something that I love leaning on is our weekly giggle. But before we get to that, because you know that guys, friends, that is that is 50% of why I'm here. Well, the 33% of why I'm here, weekly giggle. The rest is to hang out with whoever is on the show. So Phil, you're a huge, huge part of that today. And then the other 33% have to be just like Brad Hughes time. Like this staples me to be able to be successful throughout the week. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Phil, I would love to give you a moment to maybe give us your soapbox challenge to our community. I know that our community here will not only be here participating live, but they'll also be catching this video hours, days, weeks later. And I want to make sure that our community connects with you and really understands the kind of educator that you are, that they should have in their network. So tell us a little bit about if you had some soapbox moment, something you really wanted our community to know, what would that be? Well, thanks for that. That's a, it's really, it's a really big moment. I feel like you guys need to cue the the dramatic music, like from Independence so? Day. The speech. Hold on, let me see. Wait, Brad, I feel like I must have something I can click. Hold on, ready? Uh, dance. Go into the night. Dance pop. We're going to survive. <laughs> it was too low. Hold on, we gotta get one more. How about rock? This is rock. Yeah, I'm always down for rock. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we gotta go <laughs> all right so my soapbox i if, if i could say anything i think human first is probably mm -hmm. maybe my most favorite two words in the world of education i think when we approach humans exactly where they are we meet them where they are not where our expectations would be and i know goodness knows that i catch myself all the time having expectations for humans and catching myself that I need to meet them exactly where they are and then go from there. That's unfair to put people in a certain place that they're just not at yet. But I think if we meet them there and we genuinely and authentically enjoy their presence and we're glad they're there, I think that is a huge percent of the battle of helping humans learn, grow when they feel comfortable, when they feel safe, when they feel seen and valued. I think buy-in is a lot easier. And I think they'll go places with you that they wouldn't probably want to go, but they give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, Brad's a good guy. All right, we'll do this. We'll take notes today. You know what I mean? So human first is something that I love. Hands open, you know, heart out. And if I was talking to students the other day in a lab. We were doing a physics lab and I said, hey, how, how's it going? And they said, oh, we're good. We're just about done with the lab. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, I care about the lab, but I'm talking about you. How's it going? You guys okay? Mm -hmm. And they just said, yeah, you know what? We are good. And thanks for asking. I feel like uh, when you ask, you really mean it. You don't just say that because you feel like you have to. And I was like, well, first of all, we got to unpack that. But thank you. Second of all, why do you feel that way? And I do. I, I feel like they know when I genuinely feel and I'm glad for them. So when you do the human first, and then as we've already talked about, and I've I've beaten it down already, guys. But when we take care of ourselves, we can start being less reactive. We can check our ego more at the door. And goodness knows I, I have an ego as I am narcissistic at times. So I'm never on my high horse saying, you know, look at me. This is how it's done. I check myself all the time. 
but when I do that more, man, do I connect with kids more? And I swear they're doing, they're doing so much better because of it and able to learn. So human first, take care of yourself, give out that love. And I think it'll pay dividends in the long run. So good. We'll be right back for our weekly giggle and our today's celebration. Sunday weekly warm up. Brad Hughes, we are in our weekly giggle section, which you know is possibly my favorite part of my Sunday, getting ready for the week with something goofy, something fun. And we also have our national day celebrations we'll highlight here in just a minute. Brad, what do you got for us? Uh, I've got a picture of me uh, really, really worried about uh, this pie in the face moment. And and one of our viewers uh, tonight said pictures or didn't happen. So I'm hoping that uh, you and Phil and everyone watching get uh, a giggle out of the delight that uh, my colleague Jennifer there on the right is taking and in, in putting a pie right in the middle of the principal's face. Uh, we had about 250 students, uh, parents and other guests taking on this moment in honor of uh, our Terry Fox challenge. And uh, there's Jennifer's delight at uh, a pie in the face for the principal. And then uh, I had to do my special moment there. My little uh, dab of whipped cream, if you will. So had a really great time. And uh, thanks to everyone at uh, Grandview Public School for uh, the, the support and the enthusiasm. And uh, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful day at the office. All in a day's work of a, a principal here in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Brad, that was such a perfect weekly giggle for this week. Because that I know the whole point of this section is to give everyone just like a feel-good moment. Sometimes we pull in news stories or or different great stories that, that we catch online. But it's so fun to share a personal one. And that is one that I will save and refer back to when I need a, a good giggle. I think that's a good one. The next oh, thing we have- Always have a pie at hand. You just never know when you might uh, might come in handy. Love it. Other holidays that we can expect this week, uh, for many of those in the Jewish faith, you have Yom Kippur uh, coming on Monday. So you might have some students that either are absent on Monday or fasting. So keep that in mm-hmm. mind. We also have National Daughters Day, National Lobster Day. I feel like that's got to be a good one. Later on this week, we have Better Breakfast Day, Johnny Appleseed Day, and who doesn't love a good National Pancake Day that's coming to you on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have some looking here for Ancestry Appreciation Day. And who wouldn't love ending the week on Friday with the one and only National Coffee Day? always good, always good. So may you all enjoy those coffees. I will tell you that on the Today Show this coming Friday, you might want to make sure Mm. that you listen because we might be having a plan to hand out free coffees for those of you that are active and participating in this Friday show. So we'd love to have you all part of that. Before we go, Phil, would you mind sharing how everyone can stay connected to you? I know I will forever encourage them to follow you on Instagram. The case is anywhere else that they should go to check you out. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Brett, again for having me. Yeah, my name is Phil Januszewski, friends. If you just Google search my name, I'm obnoxiously everywhere, but I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Just search my name. It's at Phil Januszewski. And also if you search positivegrowthlounge.com, I'm also there where you can uh, connect with me and 
I get together and create a group of positive educators where we lean on each other to work more on our errors and take better care of ourselves so we can pour into others even more so. Mm, I hope you all explore that. I have just briefly started to explore that program. I know so, so many in our community that I know would embrace that challenge and really dedicate to making that a part of their norm. So definitely go check that out on Phil's page. The other thing, and I hate to like spoil this great episode, Brad, with a really dumb question, but Phil, would you be willing to tell us the next tattoo? Like, I just am dying to know. Do you have plans for another one? I have to know. I have to know. And Joshua Stamper on our team is going to be so glad I asked because we always battle out with with our our tattoos. So can you can you spill it? What is it? Yeah, yeah. I've been leaning on um, a cup of hot cocoa next. Mm. <laughs> Who doesn't yeah, have a good not, cup of hot Not exactly cocoa? heavy metal, Brad, or rock and roll, but I'm a huge winter and holiday fan, and I've been leaning on a cup of hot cocoa somewhere. Brad, can you read my mind and tell me, when I think of a cup of hot cocoa, do you know what comes to mind truly every time someone says that? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking of... I'm just thinking of the feeling of wrapping your warm mittened hands around that cocoa and, and having like extra, extra marshmallows overflowing and just kind of savoring. Am I on the right track? You're really close, Phil. I will tell you, and we can go back in time to find this. There was a early morning show. Brad and I did a show at 6 a.m. Central. (laughs) I think on Christmas Eve. And we brought hot cocoa and we did a live stream like this. And we were both (laughs) sipping hot cocoa with, with whipped cream and marshmallows and it was like the best show ever <laughs> such a great memory i'm so glad you remembered that and now i can just kind of feel that uh, that warmth of that cocoa and marshmallow and whipped cream combination maybe a, a few candy cane sprinkles on top too absolutely all right friends we appreciate you we love you we will see you next sunday for another amazing guest and of course make sure to go follow phil on social media to keep him a part of your inner circle we'll see you guys soon have an amazing week Thank you.